Welcome back to Flash Fiction Fridays. I'm Teresa Garcia, or Amehana Arashi. Now, the recording for this is running a little bit late because of everything that has been going on in my life the past few days. To start with, I'm going to be reading a flash fiction written long ago by Lacey Musketeer, or Aria Wolfram, followed by a much more recent retelling of Reku's entry into Nisa. So, now, this brings us to the story of flame. The water is at perfect temperature. We may begin the ceremony. So spoke flame as he often did when the most important task of making tea was involved. A unicorn with a mane and tail that literally shimmered with fire would intimidate many, with few willing to approach, much less speak to him. The truth was there were few with gentler souls. Certainly he had shown he could do mighty things with the fire he controlled, but generally he was the quiet one the rest came to when they needed somebody calm to listen to them. Nisa had changed him as it changed the others. He knew instinctively that even with the extended lifetime he and the others could expect and enjoy, at some point his physical body would fail. He wasn't entirely certain what would come after, but he trusted the life spirit in the place he'd come to call home so many centuries before. When his time eventually came, he was indeed offered his choice. To go to the afterlife as other unicorns did, or remain as a guardian spirit. He would have a home shrine of his choosing. He'd be free to go where he wished within the borders of his land. He would be able to communicate as he wished with others who chose to be shrine spirits, and with those who chose to become guardians in the future. He would not be able to go past the borders of his homeland, however. He smiled and made his choice. As he loved good tea and good company, he chose to build a place he might inhabit where both would be honored. He made it a place of peace for those who might come there, but he placed his home first on the border in case he was called on to protect the land that had become his home. The land called Nisa. And that was The Story of Flame by Lacey Musketeer or Aria Wolfram. And it was here, at this border, where later Exmoor was also revealed to touch, that Reku's entrance into Nisa was chosen. And this brings us to The Shrine of the Gatekeeper by Teresa Garcia. Reku picked her way through the mists, her shining blue hooves carefully choosing her route as the pathway shifted before her. She had only the vaguest of ideas of the land where she would emerge. Which of the many would it be? Where would the mists place her as she fled to seek the answers she needed? Behind her, the rainbow hovered and played over her crystal and purple scales, her blue scoots, and teal wings and mane. She and the rainbow were the only colors in the grayscale sea. Niji, the keeper of colors and her mentor, surely must be watching closely after the brush with ignorance that forced her off the path. Resolutely, she kept her eyes as forward as she could, though her ears laid back, listening. She tried not to be too distracted by the shifts in her form as she moved. Biped, then quadruped, 
flickering like water between them. Her balance was constantly tested in more ways than one. Downward, ever downward, the rocks changed before her. Fewer became the voices of the crystals and stones of her homeland. Yet, something slept below and within, something that pulsed and breathed. This was no longer part of her home. And yet, yet, it embraced her as she probed her way. Finally, the mist cleared, and sprawling before her was a high mountain valley roaring with color and scented by unseen water. Narrow, it ran down to where it made a curious corner, possessing all the feel of the gateways leading to the natural shrines of Ibexia. Here again, she heard the voices of crystals greeting her, seeking and reaching out for her from deep below. The influx of information as they hurriedly chimed and burbled the story of the land's formation in their own language clouded her eyes, and she shook her head hard to maintain her grip on now. There could be time enough to listen once on flatter ground. Another tumble down a cliff did not appeal. She picked her way down, expecting to feel the influence of Niji Lesson. It did not, and this too was a mystery to ponder and learn later. At last, she set hoof on more stable ground and chanced a glance back up the way she came. The mists roiled and closed. Her Ibexia's gate once more closed. The mountains towered and kept their secrets behind the border. How long until the Emperor sent someone to drag her back? Reku shuddered. Surely she could find something out here to help pierce the veil and release him from the madness. If only she knew what she was seeking. But it was out of the land that the voices had sent her, so the Kirin could only hope she would know it when she found it. The feeling of eyes drew her attention to the building she had not seen previously. She was certain on her first survey it had not been there at all. Reku sighed deeply. Perhaps she had merely been blind and preoccupied. A gentle smoke rose from the hut which emanated a warm feel and the scent of tea. Her stomach growled. How long since her hastily grabbed rations had run out? Who could be certain of time when mist-walking? Hesitant steps carried her to the door, which, thankfully, was surprisingly similar in design to those of home. A simple tea hut, suitable for a tea ceremony, as she hovered at the entrance she saw neither occupant nor any other building that should have been associated. A sea of bamboo sprung up around her in the hut as she opened her mouth to make a tentative and polite call. I have been expecting you, Reku. Your friends announced your coming days ago. They have been very worried and said you'd need sustenance. A warm, gentle voice spoke behind her, causing her to spin around. No one was there. Use your other eye, the one you try to keep closed, though I don't know why you chose it. A warmth rushed past her and ushered her in. Oh, you have handicapped yourself, haven't you? We'll fix that eventually. Eat, then tell me of your journey. The presence settled her on one of the cushions, placing abaragi, rice, and broth before her. Tea water heated on the hearth and cups waited nearby. Chopsticks were delicately placed in the cleft of her dominant hoof. 
Many thanks, kind one. Dimly, she began to see a flame-colored unicorn, but that danced in and out like the flames in the fire. He reminded her in dress and action of the monks of the cliffside monasteries at home she often visited, and a bit of her other mentor, the shrine-keeper. You know my name somehow, but what is yours? We have mutual friends in Niji and the records and bones of the lands. He speaks highly of you when he comes to perform his duties in Nisa. They call me Flame, now, for a long time, many centuries. Flickers of something deep and old played in her head, and she placed a hoof at the base of her curving horn. Purple pulsed and glowed, then stilled as the thought went to rest again. Her head throbbed and she bit her lip. Why did she feel she knew him somehow? You will remember, it is not time yet. You have much to do before you will awaken and return again to yourself. He set the tea to steep, then motioned her to eat again. Reku obliged, then blushed as her dishes were refilled, but daintily inhaled those as well before attempting to drink the tea offered. So, it is Nisa. She sighed, finally sated and feeling more sure of herself. Our records do not have much about Nisa, save that it is a mysterious land of the wild magic. I would like to learn more of this place. As is proper, and you will, you have much exploring before you, and you will come to know it well, I am sure. His eyes bored deep into her. For now, sleep. Listen. He didn't move, yet she felt something touch her horn. Her body took over and laid itself down, curled. The voices of crystals and stones returned and pulled her to them. The last thing she saw was his hoof tucking a blanket beneath her chin and old eyes. I believe you know how to perform the dreaming in the shrine ritual. Her eyes slid shut. Above her, the flame and the rainbow nodded to each other. And that was the shrine of the gatekeeper and the story of what happened when Reku entered into Nisa for the first time. Thank you very much for listening. If you like these, then please hit like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about these flash fictions and short stories. You can also sign up to become a patron at my Patreon and help support not only the flash fiction project, but also other associated projects, including funding readings for the Trotsdale Library. Until next time, I'm Teresa Garcia or Amehana Arashi, and this has been Flash Fiction Fridays.